Welcome to the Prodigal and the Priest podcast, a podcast about faith, sports, and two friends from different cultures. Here are your hosts, Joey Scansella and Father Paul Bechter. Hello. Hello. Good day, sir. <laughs> Good day. I love getting these uh, these sort of uh, form emails from all of these uh, Jewish newsletters I've signed up for. Yeah. What exactly did God say at Mount Sinai? Join me today at 2 p.m. Eastern. <laughs> I'm really excited. I'm going to miss it. But There you go. You know, I've got a few texts from friends from some very um, aggressive dressing oh yeah no this is this is full on ranch gate now like this <laughs> is the defining crisis of our time <laughs> oh it's you it's heard good. it first here yeah yeah question edition number i don't know 37 something like that 36 37 whatever but who's counting? uh who's counting so Only this Greg. is where we answer your burning questions so let's get into it i have one from andrew um here i'm gonna actually say his last name because he won't mind andrew pie um and congratulations mm. on your re- recent engagement yeah you know for sure. former team congratulations got engaged um but he asked this a while back i didn't get to it because he texted me it um uh i think he was hoping maybe before good friday we could have answered this but we go to it now Recently, I've seen a pattern of people saying that Jesus is welcomed into Jerusalem as the Messiah and praised like king, etc., etc. But then those same people are the ones who mock, condemn, and have him crucified just a few days later. Is that even true? Are we really to believe that these people were so caught up in being part of the crowd they did a total 180 like that. Maybe they were simply loyal to the Pharisees. Is it meant to be interpreted as an allegory for our own concupiscence, or is this somehow a misinterpretation of the text? Nice. That's a great question. Yeah. I thought it was very thought-provoking. Yeah. Um, well, <laughs> yes. Yes to all. Can well, I just next answer? question. <laughs> Good job. Yeah. Thank you, Andrew. Congrats. Yes. Yes, on all counts. Um, I think there is a a sort of, there's clearly like a big crowd that welcomes Jesus into Jerusalem. Right. And we're talking Um, kind of, he he texted me this back around Palm Sunday. So let's just go back there for those people who don't know. Palm Sunday, Hosanna, son of David, blessed is he, comes in the name of the Lord. came, Came in on the donkey, yada, yada. Yeah. Um. Fulfilling this messianic prophecy from Zechariah or somebody, um, <laughs> you know, the Bible guy from, Come from on. a minor prophet that's somewhere. Right. <laughs> um, minor definitely means they're less important. That's that's <laughs> exactly. what it means. Like ordinary exactly. time means it's boring time. That's um, what I say. So, uh, yeah, he's doing all this messianic stuff, and he's hailed coming in to Jerusalem as as a Messiah, and he's hailed by a large number of people. We don't know exactly who the people were. Um, and he is condemned by a huge crowd yelling, crucify him. Uh, we want Barabbas. Um, we don't know if they're exactly the same people. There is a strong allegorical makes it sound a little more distant. I would say symbolic Mm. getting at the same thing, but like they're representative of all of us. Yeah. That's something the church has been very clear on, uh, in her theology from the beginning. 
um, and her, her interpretation of the scriptures, it's not like just that group of people who are responsible for the death of Jesus. It's all it, of us. Yeah. It's everybody. Yeah. It's it's me with my sins today. Yeah. That he took on himself, being the Son of God, he could do that. He took them on himself, and uh, how's it go from Isaiah? Um, he was like pierced for our transgression, exactly. yeah, and for our you know things. Yeah, by I his mean, wounds we are healed. Put, you know, his put strikes. your name in there yeah. instead of our. Like that's he was pierced for Paul's transgressions, for my uh, transgression, and so. Um, just something on that as long as I'm going down that path because like Go. once you start start sort of going outside of time a little bit it gets confusing um it's like the flux capacitor like, <laughs> yes yeah, just, just like that I don't know what you're referencing but, back to the uh, future going out of the really, realm of time there's yeah. a really fun game that my cousin plays that he's always trying to rope us into and we're always like nah I'm not into it I don't know why because it is a fun game uh, it's a card game it's called flux flux <laughs> star flux and that's what i first thought of oh okay um you didn't get the great scott ref, re, reference it's a star trek no it's back to the future <laughs> it's doc brown <laughs> great scott sorry no i you did, know what i'm talking about i was joking about the, i was joking not joking about the star trek oh because gosh. actually until i said star trek I thought you were talking about Star Trek, and then I was like, "No, he's not. That's a different thing." Okay, just answer the question. Whatever. All right. Any outside other thoughts? Of time. Going yeah. outside of time. So, so it's a confusing thing, right? Um, but Jesus, in his this is what Saint Thomas and many others would say, um, like that that in his human knowledge, Jesus is is able to do this. He's able to to do, like the infused knowledge he receives. Um, being the son of God, but through his human nature. Okay, it's complicated to explain. But basically that he's able to see all of us in our particular sins and take those on himself Yeah. in uh, the agony of the garden on the cross. Um, and that he saves all of us in a particular way, or at least takes on our sins in that way, offers us the chance of salvation. Um, that doesn't mean, though, that like Jesus still suffers right now. Right, so like, I, I know it's a little confusing, mm-hmm. but the popes had to had to define this when they were talking about the Sacred Heart devotion and consoling the Sacred Heart of Jesus, that kind of stuff. Right. Like, it is consoling in the sense that if I don't sin, <laughs> or if I offer something as reparation for my sinfulness and the others, that like, mm-hmm. that like it sort of has this this effect back to Christ at that moment right but that's not to say that he's ascended in heaven and still suffers right now when people sin right uh yep or is consoled from his current suffering Mm -hmm. when i offer reparation for it so it's a very confusing thing to get into all that time (laughs) stuff but i thought it was just worthwhile because it was way too clear of an answer up until then yeah yeah Uh, it's kind of derail a little bit to go back to back to the future okay back to it (laughs) It's created an alternate line in time, and essentially, you have two parallels splitting off. In a di- anyway, it, next though? question. Okay, which no, Back the- to the Future? Weren't there multiple movies? Yeah, there's three. I don't know. Anything. Anyway, I think that is a great question, and one yeah. just other thought I had in there is, I totally believe it's the same people. I see that in our society nowadays. Look at it. 
one one moment somebody's crying one thing, the next minute they flip one eighty and do the other thing. You know, like yeah, uh, no, uh, we're we're real fickle. Yeah. Um, so I'm like, I don't think, especially in crowds, right? So I definitely see your point. Just want to say, yeah, in a crowd, like I think one day they could believe one thing and the next day they can believe another. And a lot of them are probably the priests who converted in huge numbers um, uh, with the preaching of St. Peter Mm -hmm. in Acts 2, right right after Pentecost, um, when it says, you know, what, what, like 5,000 or something were baptized that day and it talks about being cut to the heart and people being like, what do we do? And he's like, well, repent and be baptized. And yeah. Um, yeah. I, yeah. I, I think, I think maybe it's good to just think same people because that's also us super yeah. fickle. God does these incredible things to us. And then we completely forget about it. Like 45 minutes later, maybe deny them three times. Yeah. Cock crows, you know, so something like that. Great example. Is that back and, to the future or what no, are you talking about? This is about Peter. <laughs> Hey, Bible guy, let me instruct you on some things here. Okay, here we go. Great, Andrew, thanks. Hope you don't mind I mentioned your first and last name, and congrats on the engagement. Um, okay, let's jump in here. Uh, this is an interesting one. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of anonymous ones recently, but um, this one comes from... Anonymous saying, end the debate. I love I love when the people start like that. End the debate. Confirmation. Restored order or older? Restored order. I, I know the... Okay, okay so, so our answer, we've talked about this a lot. I'm just going to speak for you on yeah, this. Yeah. Our, and well, our and answer just for is, people that don't know that maybe the term restored oh, okay. order. Yeah. Uh, care to explain? Yeah, so right now in the Diocese of Dallas, confirmation <laughs> is given at, at, at the r- roughly around the age of eighth grade, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, restored order goes back to that they're baptized, then confirmed, then receive their first Holy Communion. And so... Um, yeah, which and, means confirmation happens earlier than, say, age seven. Right. And most people, before you're shocked, before you get upset, all of that confirmation is not becoming an adult in the church. It is not growing up, not some like graduation, graduation, any of that. It's a completion of the baptismal graces that we were given at baptism, um, where we were originally given the Holy Spirit. And that Holy Spirit is just ignited even more, you know, in our life and all of that. And so, and so, um, uh, yeah, just before people, but people refuse to hear that answer. They refuse to acknowledge really? strong opinions on this. Oh, hot take. I don't hundred percent is no matter how many times I say it's not becoming an adult. They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But really it should be their choice. It's their choice now. I'm like, no, it's not their choice. Like it was never intended to be their choice. We've made it into that. We've made it Even into a this coming of age thing. Like a quinceanera isn't a matter of it's their choice to turn 15. Uh, like even if you're saying becoming an adult, even that, the most faithful a, Catholics, they won't accept that. They're talking from altar me. call. They think it's an altar call. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know what an altar I, call really ooh. is. Anyway. <laughs> really? I mean, I think I do, but I've never been to one. Man, you should come to Steubenville Youth Conference. They do one for like vocations, kind of oh, an altar okay. call at the end. It's really powerful. Anyway. Right. If it's what I think it is, sounds all right. <laughs> I'm glad you approve. <laughs> so, yeah, I my, my whole take is 
just move it away. It, since the bishop probably listens to this, you know, Bishop of Dallas is oh, listening yeah. no, to this podcast. Sure. He's a, he's yeah. an avid listener. Him and uh, <laughs> number one fan. Number one. If we got merch, they'd be wearing it. <laughs> um, if I could implore him to do one thing in life, it would be move it younger, move it older, take it out of eighth grade. Cause that's just yeah. associated with graduation. So restored order. That's our answer. Um, but if that's not an option in our diocese, I say move it to older. So it can be their choice. <laughs> yeah. We'll get into that later. <laughs> All right. Anything else? No, that's uh that's what I was going to say. Uh, restored order seems to make a lot more sense to me theologically. And it's still done in the Byzantine, right? Still done in the Byzantine, right? Shout out to the East. And um, even in the Roman, right? In, I mean, or the Byzantine Latin, right? right yeah, is, like, is like full on restored order where as an infant, you get all three. Yeah. Uh, same, same ritual. So, right. Um, so, you know, what's, what's all this waiting around? Um, and isn't, um, I might be wrong on this. Maybe, you know, isn't, like, aren't there parts of Mexico that still, I feel like I encounter a lot of Hispanic, like, friends that I have that receive confirmation at an early age, like, at their baptism. I have I don't no know. idea. Okay, well, you're Man, not. I don't know. All right. That's what I was looking <laughs> there you for, go. that drop. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man, I don't know. There you oh, go. There okay. Um, okay, next question. Thank you, Anonymous. We settled the debate. Gary. Gary, hello, gentlemen. Now that I have holy water, what are your practical uses and procedures thereof? <laughs> I've heard of blessing home, kids, pets, livestock, machines, land, graves of lost uh, family and friends, etc. Uh, I've also heard that I can baptize in an emergency, say a person who had not been baptized when facing impending death and a priest was not available. General overview of correct all capitalized use would be much appreciate appreciated thank you gary basically use it for whatever you want my one caveat is that you do not need holy water to do an emergency baptism oh it just has to be water so it can't be saliva which is not water and it shouldn't be something like gatorade which is not water yeah like um, beer yeah or beer beer is just liquid bread um, <laughs> hot we, <take. laughs> we baptize you with this bread in the name of the so Father. Much symbolism. <laughs> there yeah. you go. So, uh, emergency baptism. You're totally right. That's an important thing for people to know. Uh, if it's if it's a matter of life and death, um, yeah, you sh- and they request baptism, or uh, you are. I mean, or you know that was a desire, or you know that that that's the thing. Then. Then yeah, you or sometimes it happens in a hospital and it's the nurse. Um, anybody, you don't have anybody, to be Catholic. You don't have to Christian. be baptized. You can be an atheist. You could like hate God and you can still baptize. Yeah, in danger of death. In danger of death. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, that not just like squirt gun, like, like you know, in a in, in a bathtub at night. Like oh, this is yeah, just like easier. grandma's babysitting the kids and the right. parents haven't gotten them baptized yet, and you know, let's just uh, let's do a little baptism here. That's. I understand where you're coming from. It's a different case. It's not okay. Yeah. Um, uh, danger of death, however, anyone, even if they're not baptized themselves, can baptize. They don't need holy water to do it. They just need water. Um, mm. And the formula is, I baptize you. So-and-so, name, enter name. I baptize you mm-hmm. in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and pouring the water three times as you say the, the names of the Trinity. Father, pour, 
Son, poor Holy Spirit, poor. I don't think it has to be that synchronized, but that's how we do it. Yeah. Um, yeah, but to answer the actual question, all the correct uses of holy water, do whatever you want with it as long as it's reverent. That's kind of <laughs> what it boils down to. Like, Yeah, and we even heard from our friend Jack. Yeah. Who kind of brought up, on, uh, like, do, I don't know, do you <laughs> yeah. want to do you want to no, go he, down he, this route? I, <laughs> sure. I, I was like, because we talked before about like, well... Could you I drink don't know, it? Drinking, like, or, yeah, cooking um, with it. I brought up yeah. or things, yeah. And so we said all these things, and he gave us a a, a strong but charitable. Well, actually, <laughs> um, uh, these are very common and uh, sort of ancient traditions in the Byzantine uh, uh, tradition. So, um, yeah, I actually have it here. He's like, uh, holy water is blessed blessed at least once a year in large quantities. We bring it home to drink, bless our homes. Um, and yes, cook with it. Yeah. Boom. So you know what? I'm totally okay with that. Uh, right. I, it wouldn't be sacrilegious. No, not at all. Um, I don't want you filling up a bottle of water from our holy water font where everybody dips their hands during non-COVID times when we have it. Because um, that's pretty dirty. Yeah. Um, also, I don't know. There's, there's a, and this is true of any use of holy water like it's a sacramental that means it's a vehicle of communicating grace but it's not a magical potion yeah and i think where i was coming from a little bit is since i didn't grow up with that tradition um of drinking and cooking with it i can see how it can be become kind of like a an elixir that you (laughs) add to things and that that has these like like video game like magical qualities mm. um it's not that superstition and magic and stuff like that yeah they're antithetical to uh our faith and our understanding of how god's grace works we do believe that holy water is something set apart for the communication of grace yep uh through the reminding of our baptism and mm-hmm. the making of the sign of the cross and and i think that that is very good when it's i'll say it I'll, i think that that can be done very well with uh cooking and drinking it and stuff like that but i just caution you against any mm-hmm. sort of temptation to to use it in a superstitious way right um that being said um yeah sprinkle it around your house uh as a as a parent Parents have the authority to bless their children. Um, yeah, I And do. so, yeah, get into <laughs> it. Um, so you can do that. Um, when, you're, when you're blessing your house, like there is, blessings are kind of a weird thing. But we do know that the blessing of someone who is delegated by the church to give that blessing uh, is a different thing than just sprinkling blessed salt or holy water around your house. So I don't know exactly how to, how to say it's different, right. but it is. And um, like you can see that very clearly in just the way we pray and the way we practice. This is one of the, the right. things that like you just look at what Christians do. Mm-hmm. And there's something different about a priest or a deacon blessing your house yeah. and using holy water to do so. Um, 
that I don't think should be exclusive of you sprinkling holy water around your house. Right. Um, but it's not the same thing. So it's hard exactly. to make a distinction when... Or even the same thing with the graves they mentioned. Like at the burial, yep. the priest sprinkles within the rite of burial, right? Yeah. Um, I would... Yeah, with the burial, with the, the livestock and stuff. Like, yeah. Like that all seems good to me, but if you do that... Don't make it look like you're a priest doing it. <laughs> right, 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 right. It just, yeah. I don't know. It, yeah, same. I don't I have do, to clarify. I only blessings do this murky. as a joke sometimes, but because I'm shooting blanks. If people yeah. can't see, I'm like <laughs> making the sign of the cross with my hand. Yeah, you just sit three times. That's what a bishop does. So. <laughs> <laughs> I want to appeal to our listeners, both yes, bishops. Right. <laughs> so, um, yes, no, I, 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 <laughs> I agree with you on all those things. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I know that uh, Monsignor Stephen Rossetti wrote a nice book called The Priestly Blessing. Um, I haven't read all of it, but he came to the uh, the Casa Santa Maria where I was in Rome when I was a priest and gave a presentation on it, which I thought was uh, was really good. He was he was kind of like, "Hey, look, it's important for priests to give blessings. This is part of what priesthood does." Mm. Um, so that's a thing. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think that's sufficient. It's sufficient. Kind of an interesting smell. You drinking something? May like, I had coffee. Yeah. Was there like uh, some hazelnut? Uh, some hazelnut. Yeah. So like oh. a special hazelnut brew. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. The hazelnut elixir in the coffee. <laughs> All right. Next <laughs> question. Um, what What do you want to go? Serious or fun? Is that, is that a... Let's go fun. Fun? All right. Yeah, I'm I'm in a lively mood <laughs> right now. You're in a lively mood. Um, okay. Hey, guys. You haven't done your what you watching, what you're reading, what you're thinking lately it's that true. you used to do. It's been a long time. What? Hey, but we have the right we, to... We, can do, <laughs> to, what, we to, can do whatever we want. I do what I want. That's right. So go ahead. That the people want our answers. I'll go first. I'm watching. No, go ahead. I'm watching season three of Stiesel, oh, my favorite TV show. And After that's our seven episode. Long <laughs> years, seven long years of waiting. There is a season three oh, of this great, my goodness, and classic and award-winning Jewish TV show, written in Hebrew about ultra-Orthodox Jews in Jerusalem. It's a sort of Jewish telenovela, um, soap opera. It's nice. delightful. They came out with a season three. I watched some of it uh, when I was with the kinfolk uh, mm. a couple weeks ago. Nice. It was delightful. What are you watching? Is that you know, we do this? We go back you and know, forth? Sure. Yeah, me and my wife... We started the, you know, uh, Mighty Duck series on. Um, I don't know. I don't animated. Think no, the Mighty Ducks. Remember? I thought that was a movie, though. Yes, it was, and they just started a series. Oh. Um, I don't know if it's called like Mighty Ducks. Ret- no, it's called Mighty Ducks Game Changers. Redux. No, <laughs> <laughs> Game Changers. All Refeathered. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, Return to the flock. 
What other fun puns? Can Seasonal you? migration. <laughs> okay, people, people have stopped, turned <laughs> off the uh, listening. Okay, yeah, I'm watching Mighty Ducks Game Changer. It's you know they bring back Gordon Bombay, Emilio Estevez, uh, and all of that. Did you see the original Mighty Ducks? I mean, when I was a kid, only once. I mean, they're iconic. Yeah. Yeah, we can. T- so yeah. anyway, we're watching the new series. There's only four episodes in, but yeah, game changer. So what I'm reading is um, I make it a point not to read. So oh, no, I'm just kidding. Um, I'm reading a book on living out the apostolic mission. This book that was given. Oh, to Oh, good. Us You're in, actually reading that. Yeah, I haven't yeah. started. Yet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was given to us in uh, one of our leadership um, things. And so, yeah, it's good. It looks great. Yeah. It's great. You? Um, I am reading. Uh, <laughs> I've been reading it for a long time. I'm reading a couple things right now. Um, one is uh, the Brothers Karamazov. Deep in the middle of that. Mm. Uh, Dostoevsky. It's fantastic. Um, it's real good. I'm also reading Sober Intoxication of the Spirit. Um, great. Which is great. I never finished that the first time I started reading it. So I just picked up right where I left Canta off. Canta la Mesa. Canta la Mesa. Cardinale Canta la Mesa. Um, also reading True Devotion to Mary by St. Louis de Montfort. Oh. Bringing that back. Um, and, okay. <laughs> and I'm also reading a book more on just like political stuff right now mm. um, about critical theory. There's a lot of sort of like higher institution level stuff. Mm-hmm. called critical theory and it can be critical race theory or critical gender theory or stuff like that yeah this this one came recommended from a friend and it's called cynical theories and it traces the the sort of origins of that kind of academic critical theory mm-hmm. which then is extremely influential in our culture right now yeah um and uh has its its roots in post-modernity and philosophical movement and stuff i'm not very far into it I think it's worthwhile nice. found it found it to be readable uh interesting i'm learning stuff clear yeah so i also forgot to toss out that i'm i currently just finished reading the kids the new dogman book <laughs> i think it's number nine it's called mothering heights awesome <laughs> So all of them are kind awesome. of like Bronte sisters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like all of them are on. I don't know if I told you that. Like <laughs> no, one is like they're um, like the great books. Yeah, one is like Lord of the Fleas. <laughs> Another one is like um, uh, not crime and punishment, but um, crime and something. All things like that. So it, it, oh. it's awesome. But okay, yeah. that's I see. Yeah. So we just finished that book, Mothering Heights. So what awesome. are you thinking? And strong here. And strong. <laughs> I'm thinking that, uh, yeah, I don't know. I have a lot of thoughts. What are you thinking? <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I know what I'm thinking. We want to redo our back patio. And I want to build a slanted pergola over that area. But I'm like wondering about plans and what is sturdy. What do I need to get coated? What is not up to code? What do I need to put into the ground? Not should we lay more patio? Not. So you want to know what I'm honestly thinking? My head is spinning with those details, especially when you get a quote from anybody that I can't afford. And then I'm like, I'm going to do it on my own. Mm. But then, you know, it's like that can that finisher in me. I got to, you know, do it and do it great. And, you know, my eyes glazed over 
right from the very beginning. <laughs> they rolled that. into the back of your head <laughs> as soon as I said, I'm doing work for myself. Oh, yeah. okay. okay. Now I understand. <laughs> there you um, go. Yeah, I'm thinking about my retreat that I'm making in two weeks. <laughs> that I'm going to go uh, on a silent retreat. And I'm doing that right on the foot tails. Foot tails? Coat tails? Coat tails. Um, of a digital retreat that we're putting on at St. Anne. Mm. May 1st. Mark your calendars. Mark May your 1st. calendars. Uh, digital retreat starts at 9.15 and somewhere around noon. Not really sure yet because I haven't recorded it. But Nice. Um, we are uh, in English and Spanish on May 1st, the Feast of St. Joseph the Worker. So these During are like the year videos they can watch, right? They're videos they watch. The style is going to be uh, sort of everything strung together as sort of a, like now the presentation goes live. Um and afterwards, we're going to make the individual videos available to watch. But um, to make it a retreat, we're kind of encouraging that people start it at the time and, and just follow it as it goes live, um, if you can. So uh, there'll be an introduction, uh, three talks, about 30 minutes each, and a conclusion. That's the way I'm structuring it. Uh, there'll be time for discussion questions and for personal prayer, uh, this this is something you can do nice. as a household. That's awesome. Um, or you can invite friends over. You can do it in your connect groups. You can, uh, or you can just do it by yourself if you don't have any community that can meet that day. Um, and it's kind of the next best thing that we can provide um, to actually meeting here on campus for a half day. Yeah. Um, Sweet. Gonna be on Saint Joseph. It's called Ite Ad Joseph, which means go to Joseph, and it's kind of some of my reflections on yeah. why is that important. How do we do that? Um, we need uh, Saint Joseph. Well, let me just uh, let me just end yeah, with a little little two liner here. Oh, there you go. The phrase Ite Ad Joseph comes from Genesis forty one fifty five, if I remember correctly, mm. and refers to the Joseph of old, uh, the son of the patriarch Jacob, um, who went from rags to riches, from slavery to the second in command over the entire Egyptian empire. And during a time of great famine, Pharaoh said to him, Is this two sentences? Said, said about him, this is all one sentence still. <laughs> Pharaoh said about him, go to Joseph. In our time, Surrounded by multiple crises, crises on all sides, we need to go to Joseph more than ever, mm. um, who is the guardian and protector of the Holy Family and the patron of the Universal Church. So join us on May first. I wish I had like some type of epic <laughs> some, thing. Yeah, epic playing, music to start ramping up a little playing bit. Playing in the background, like something like. Uh... <laughs> So join us on. Ooh, this is good. Yeah. Join us on May first for our Saint Anne Digital Retreat. Ite ad Yosef at nine fifteen. Nice. Um, <laughs> okay, that's it. Okay, hey, little also sneak peek. We want to. I didn't even tell you this, but there's two people I'm working on getting on the show for us to kind of do similar with Jack. Was one is a sister that is good friends with us, Sister Marie nice. Fidelis, yeah, yeah. part of the disciples of the Lord Jesus on. Christ. 
bring us in. And also she can share a little bit about their charism of charismatic prayer and the gifts yeah. of the Holy Spirit and all of that. Things that a lot yeah, of people yeah. have questions on. And the other is one of my good friends, um, Josh Wattenbarger. He's the director of operations for Eden Invitation. And Eden Invitation is a uh, ministry that um, has um, works with... <clears throat> Every person calls the holiness and like chaste integration and in their sexuality according to their state of life in in regards to what the church teaches and everything with that about human sexuality. So it's an awesome, awesome um, uh, ministry and program. And um, I know a few Franciscan grads involved with it. And so just want to, you know, bring him on and um, maybe even their uh, co-founder, Anna Carter, um, and their president to just, because we do get a lot of questions on our um, uh, question additions on, you know, is this a sin to attend, you know, a, a um, ceremony of, you know, mm. a same, same sex oh, couple yeah. getting married, things mm-hmm. like that, you know, um, and not to just pepper them with questions, but also just, you know, hear the church's teachings on that and what we're called to do and respond as Christians. So be on the lookout for stuff like that. It's going to be great. Nice. It's going to be awesome. That's it. Cool, cool, cool. Cool, 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 cool. <laughs> All right. From Back to the Future. <laughs> on behalf of uh, Joey Scantella, Father Paul Bechter, take care. God bless. God bless.